0: Welcome to the Raising Your Game podcast, I'm Lewis Hatchett. In my own journey to professional sport, I was always interested in hearing about the insights, the stories and the ideas behind some of the best in the world. I wanted to know how I could implement those things into my own sport and life as well. So in this podcast, I'll be bringing you conversations from those in the world of sport and high performance, as well as my own experiences and expertise in performance and well-being that you can transfer into your own goals and aspirations, whether that be in your sport or life. These conversations will give you something that I believe will help you at raising your game. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode where I'm going to go into uh, ask me anything. So I put out a a question on my social media and asking people to put in their their subjects that they wanted answering and it was wide ranging. Um, So I took three of those questions and in this episode I'm going to answer three of those questions on my personal experience and my personal beliefs and expertise um, and any advice and tips I can give on those three subjects if you have a question that you want to do this in a future episode be sure to send it in to me you can find me lewis at LewisHatchet.com. you can also head over to LewisHatchet.com, thesportyogi.com and there's contact pages there where you can just send in your questions you can also find me on social media at lewis Hatchet or at the sport yogi. so any of those uh, go find me and send in your questions and then hopefully i can answer these questions and make them topics for future episodes so Anyway, let's get into this episode and start answering some of these questions. So the first question that I got was, how do you start stretching after years of neglect? Um, This is an interesting one because a lot of people that I'm teaching, I obviously teach a lot of movement, uh, especially for those in sport and exercise, and this is something that people find really tough stretching, just getting into it. Now, my own journey, if any of you have listened to it or heard it on previous episodes, my, my journey into, say, something like yoga was where I was just so fed up of getting injured and I just had to start somewhere. There wasn't really a... An outlet for me as an athlete so there wasn't someone who was speaking to me in the right way um it was very fluffy it was very spiritual that just wasn't me at all so I needed an outlet to do it and I was just like do you know what screw this I need to get into yoga and I'm gonna have to try it I'm gonna have to cop it a little bit if they speak weird then that's fine I'm just gonna have to deal with it and I'll just follow along and I did and it and it changed everything my my flexibility improved my performance improved I stopped getting injured um and then, sort of fast forward. That's why I started Sport Yogi. So, with the app coming out, that is the whole point of having this outlet for people who just don't want to get into the spiritual side of it. They just want something that's practical um, to look after their body and their mind. So, how did I? Um, how would I re- recommend people getting into stretching to begin with? I actually would say try add it into your training program. So, if you're doing some sort of training, if you're doing some sort of exercise whether you're doing sets and reps, maybe split it up by putting the the stretching in between the sets and the reps. The other thing I've done as well is actually started including more mobility exercises. Now, gaining flexibility is great and that improves your end range. However, improving that end range is no good if you don't have strength throughout it. I've seen a lot of athletes and um, at the high end who are f- ultra flexible and they still get injured mainly because that their muscles or their joints aren't strong enough to withstand the forces because they've trained an end range um, but they haven't put strength through it and that's really the difference between flexibility and mobility like you've got flexibility which is your ability to passively get to an end range and is your full true end range but then mobility is your your ability to move through that range with strength and control so I added in mobility exercises into my training program now oh my god this really is a lot harder than it it seems because you are putting your body through a range and asking it to uh, perform a lot of strength through those ranges as well so i do things like a lot of 90 90 um, hip folds and um, bear uh, what they call like bear stretches and like frog poses that are active uh, so all of these things are working into my hips i've seen a massive change in my hips um and i've i've got had like knee problems in the past where i i was injuring them and i just get these little niggles and things like that and it really did change so to get into stretching it can be really daunting to just sit there and do 10 15 minutes after um after a class because after a session sorry and that can be just something that is very easy to neglect, and sometimes you don't even do it right. I think that's another point is making sure you're doing the right type of stretching you're doing it properly i've seen a lot of people who would maybe do stretching where they they force themselves into uh, a stretch and they can't breathe properly, and you don't really get the same benefit you're better off doing a stretch for thirty seconds to a minute, breathing properly, letting the muscles relax than holding it for two minutes, holding your breath, and struggling all the way through it, and your body's just just desperate to get out of it um you need something where over that 2 minutes you see that improvement and you becomes more comfortable like i said mobility training it is uncomfortable it is sort of this embrace the suck type attitude and that is the stuff you do see great benefit with however you don't want to do too much of it throughout the week because you will get sore you will um you will pull up sore from it and you'll get doms because you are essentially Overtraining yourself so you do need this lovely blend of flexibility and mobility work but getting into your stretching um, kind of going a long way around it but just saying that you can either add it in with certain exercises that you have within your training so I do like a really deep lunge for example as a part of my strength training in my legs so this is working both with weight um, or without weight and you're getting into a really really deep lunge and you're controlling the movement slowly when you're going to like ranges where you do feel restricted, you do feel like you're you're at the end of your your range, but you're doing it slow and controlled with strength and you're doing the reps slower. So you start to build that ability to to have that end range and your body starts to adapt to it. Again, it's it's how much weight you put there whether you do weight without weight how slow you go is up to you i tend to go to sort of like a a two or three second rep both three three or sometimes you can go three three on the eccentric loads on say like the way down of a lunge and then press up sort of in one second but really taking your end range using that um that ability to to practice your end range or you can go along with adding stretches in in between your sets. So if you're doing like a superset, if you're doing a bench press, if you're doing um, a squat or whatever, stretching in between your sets whilst you're doing your recovery. You've got say 60 seconds to 90 seconds recovery in between your set. Throw it in there. And the other one I would actually add in is adding it into your lifestyle adding stretching into your lifestyle and this is more a definite lifestyle change rather than setting out a certain time for it um is really about, so I watched, if you're watching Netflix, for example, sit on the floor, sit on the floor and watch Netflix. It opens up your hips, your body's naturally going to move. You, you've got time to sit on the floor and stretch. Stay away from the sofa. Try and get off the sofa as much as you can. Um, if you've got, say, like a hardwood floor, put a mat down or get a rug and you can make something a little bit more comfortable. But use that opportunity. Use it in times when you are... Um, you would potentially be like lying down, relaxing. You can use it as little time, you 10, 15 minutes, maybe at the start of like a Netflix show or a film, and then you can maybe go on the sofa. But just putting in that little bit of work just for 10, 15 minutes every day or every other day, you're going to see a massive benefit. Um, and last one, I was shameless plug, which is definitely I found the benefit of using an app and using someone to hold me a little bit more accountable and something to follow along with. And I used a certain app when I was sort of getting into yoga and stretching, but I've now created my own app. So head over to thesportyogi.com where you can register for interest in my new app that's going to be coming out soon, where I run you through sessions, uh, and that's both physical and mental sessions to improve flexibility, strength, balance, mobility, you name it. It's going to be building on it. Uh, I'm going to be building on the app and putting on more and more stuff over however well just into the future so yeah having someone to hold you accountable uh, and having something to follow along that's a great way too the next topic was overcoming the yips now if no one really knows what the yips are in sport this is where you Kind of have a little bit of a nervous breakdown. You really do struggle to perform. Um, I in my sport cricket, I've seen people get the yips where they go from literally one minute being able to perform their skill to the next minute completely forgetting what they're doing and having no way of of being in control of what they're doing. And they they either throwing the ball miles away, they're they're missing. Um, missing the target they can't even run up properly they can't even move their body in the same way it really is a daunting thing it's complete overhaul of your sort of sensory input and your sensory output your your physical output of your skill um it's a horrible thing i've had it happen to me a few times i'll give you an example was i was really bad at throwing underarm really like my whole sport is about throwing overarm but i potentially i went through like an injury where i had like a a Um, what was it called, an impingement in my shoulder and it would stop me throwing underarm for a certain period of time and I couldn't, it kept clicking and it kept catching and it was actually painful so I didn't underarm throw for a long, long time then teammates of mine would ask me to underarm throw and I would keep missing the target that I was trying to do and then every time that I went to go do this underarm throw I just couldn't do it I couldn't couldn't put it where I wanted to no matter how much I wanted to I just couldn't physically do the action and let go of the ball at the right time and get there. Maybe the odd one might work, but it just I couldn't figure it out what was going on. Anyway, that would be a mental block that I would massively have. So if anyone asked me to underarm throw, I would then just, whether my shoulder was feeling good or not, I'd just mess it up. I couldn't do it right. It was, it was really, really weird. And you don't really have an explanation of how this happens. And again, in a game, sometimes it's pressure that gets to you, and then really the yips takes control and it is pressure that causes that pressure does cause um, anything to happen and, and you you can have a breakdown in in sort of your ability to perform a skill now overcoming the yips I work I was really fortunate to work with a performance coach called Dave Aldred now Dave has worked with previous guests on the podcast. He worked with um, Rob Andrew, who's one of the first couple of podcasts that I've got. And we talk about in that podcast the work that Dave had done with him. And I really want to get Dave on the podcast, to be fair. So I'm going to look into that. But the work we've done with Dave, and Dave has the book called The Pressure Principle, And the pressure principle is about being able to perform a skill under pressure. He's worked with some world-class performers. uh, Johnny Wilkinson, he worked very, very close with. And Johnny Wilkinson was renowned for how well he could perform under pressure. And a lot of the stuff that Dave talks about is breaking down your training and understanding the process of what you're doing. So if you kind of fast forward to someone who has got the yips, what's happening is you're breaking down your ability to perform that skill. You're bre- there's a breakdown in that whole process. And sometimes it's really due to the fact that you don't have a process. You forget what that process is. And when you have the yips, loads of different things can be running through your mind. Loads of problems can be running through your mind at the same time of, of you, you unsure of certain things and what really helps save that moment is when you can go back to a starting point a process point that you can build upon and dave is great at that he's great at giving you the the tools in which you can self correct yourself because when you're out in the middle on a in the arena no one's there to help you you're on your own you you need to have this sort of stuff figured out and you need a way in which if something isn't going right and just off how to self-correct yourself so dave gives you those tools and he, and a lot of his work is around breaking down the process being able to be in under pressure and trust the process that you have so it could be from for example with what i do i have certain markers that i have throughout when i'm bowling in cricket i have certain markers that i hold on to so if the Game becomes pressurized. If I'm looking to bowl the ball in a certain place, I know that I get to the top of my mark and I turn a certain way and then I hold the ball a certain way. I feel the ball in my fingers. And those are little pointers that get me on the right track. I start to move my shoulders in a certain way. All of these are very specific to me and things that I've trained. Um, And I'll mention training in a minute, but all of these things that I've trained are when the pressure's on and I'm maybe getting too much input from what's going on outside i'm thinking about what people are thinking what people are doing i can then revert back to these processes and just kind of build them as building blocks and and just purely focusing them that takes the, the pressure away from the noise outside and brings me into this certain point so whatever it is that you are doing you need to look into your training and look at the processes that you have, how are you performing the skill that you're trying to perform that could crumble under pressure when the pressure is put on you. So really focusing in on the processes, the little things. And then the training is all about being able to identify it and repeat it and repeat it and then praise it bring um, bring a positive re- affirmation to it so that when you do it right, you you reward yourself, you know, or the coach rewards you for getting it right. And you can see the outcome um, is matching up with how it felt to what the result is. So that when you do go into a pressurized situation, you feel like you're under control. You might lose control for a moment. You might lose your composure for a moment, but you actually can bring it back pretty quickly because you're focusing on a certain process that you can build upon. And these processes, then they, they can be so small. So for, some, for example, uh, I've worked with people where we just talk about taking a breath and that breath then goes into them feeling their feet in their shoes and then that starts the process of working on, right, what am I trying to achieve here? What am I thinking about? And I back that process through the amount of training that I have. I, I spoke in one of my previous podcasts about gaining confidence through that training process that you have and trusting in your your training. So the more confident you are comes from the amount of training that you've done and the ability to fail, repeat, repair and work through all of these different training um, sort of issues that you get but you, you actually build this confidence from your training and trusting that process and understanding the certain elements of your training and the skill that you're trying to produce so that when the pressure's on you can nail it and and you can have and if you do f- feel like you get the yips you've at least got a point to go back to so that you can so that you can concentrate on being in control i think that's a really big point being in control and that's when in the yips you've just lost control and the way you get control is having this process and having the confidence in it Right, and the last question that I've got is what's the best recovery to stop getting sore? This is a really interesting one. Uh, There's obviously a million and one ways in which you can recover. You could have ice baths, massages, acupuncture, stretching, um, active recovery. All of these different methods of recovery are built towards allowing you to reduce the amount of soreness. Now, soreness is DOMS, the delayed onset of muscle soreness. And it's kind of a non-negotiable when you work your body hard and when you're fatiguing your body and pushing your body beyond its limits you're never really going to get rid of soreness and I think some of the top performers I've ever seen in sport and having dealt with this myself is that you never really perform at 100% understanding that you're never really going to be 100% all of the time there will be moments when you will feel 100% and you're striving to get as close as you can however you're never always going to be there So recovery is really about just giving yourself the best chance to perform at your best the next time. So it's a real individual thing. Now, in my experiences I've had, I've had people that have used things like cupping, acupuncture, like I said, ice baths, and they work great. But then other people responded really well to like active recovery. So maybe like a light cycle, it could be um, a little small yoga type stretch, movement, flow, whatever it is, that has worked really well for them. And the understanding is that you need to try a lot of different things. And there might be one that works really well for you. There might be one that works for you well on a certain way. Um, I think the best thing I advice I ever had was nothing will ever be uh, sleep and water nothing will ever be Re- best recovery being sleep and water if your sleep is not on point you're going to really struggle to recover and uh, something that I've attuned myself to recently is improving my own sleep so I've seen massive differences in my energy levels uh, obviously consuming more water that's just going to help um, keep you hydrated water is just an essential part of your life so making sure sleep and water are on point but then everything around it is kind of just a bit of an add-on so you've got things like your stretching you've got yet yeah, active recovery you can have needling you can you can do all these different what methods but finding the ones that work for you the best um, is up to experiencing them and understanding what your responses are I really respond quite well to acupuncture but I've also met other people who don't but I had to do acupuncture and then do something like cupping where I didn't have as good a response to it to know that acupuncture would be something that worked really well for me Um, I ended up falling upon uh, yoga and stretching and mobility because I felt that gave me a longer lasting um, response in recovery so my body potentially didn't respond as well to say treatments if my body wasn't already adapted to being a better moving and and um, responsive body if that makes sense so the way I look at it in my mind is that I see treatments as literally the the clue is in the word so you've got it's a treat Um, and you're not really teaching your body to recover well if you're just getting a treatment after treatment after treatment it should be like an added benefit to your recovery and added top up to your recovery your sleep your diet your intake of water your stretching your mobility all of these things have much longer lasting effects on your recovery because you're teaching your body to do the recovery process itself rather than rely on something as well I actually bought a Theragun recently and I really recommend Theragun. They're a fantastic tool Um, but I only use it as an add-on to everything else. So I don't use it as a way to neglect my stretching, my mobility work and my yoga. I actually use it as an add-on to either improve those recovery methods um, or just to, to work on some tight muscles, tight areas when I need to. And I've seen great results, my hips clearing up, my, my back is feeling better, and my shoulders are definitely feeling better. So using those little treatments as added benefits. But from the question, Are you going to, what's the best way to get rid of soreness? You're not really going to get rid of soreness. You just need to look at the ways in which you're recovering. Are you really recovering properly? Are you sleeping well, drinking enough, eating the right things? Um, And then those are going to give you the best chances to reduce that soreness rather than completely get rid of it. So I hope those help. Always get in touch with me if you want ways to recover. I'm really keen on helping people out. As I've mentioned before, you can go check out my app that's coming out soon, uh, which will be a great way for improving your flexibility, your mobility, adding these ways in to improve your recovery. There's going to be a recovery section on there as well. So keep an eye out for those. Um, You can register at sportyogi.com or you can get in touch with me via email, lewis at lewishatchy.com. Um, or just via any of my websites and my social media channels so that's all i've got for this episode this ask me anything episode like i said send me in questions through via email um, you can get in touch with me via various different links that i'll leave in the show notes um, and find me on social media at Hatchett at SportYogi on instagram and send in your questions and i can do one of these in the future so i hope this has really helped you and i'll see you again soon